there's a handful of storylines surrounding this game against the Miami Hurricanes for the Louisville Cardinals, but the main one is win and you're in. Jeff Brom's team can clinch a spot in the ACC Conference Championship game with a win over the Hurricanes. We'll preview that matchup on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast. Stay tuned. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is going on? Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the Locked On Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. Terms and conditions apply. At this time, I want to do what I always do, and that is thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. It is definitely appreciated. Just a reminder that the show is free on all streaming services, including YouTube, five days a week, your team, every day. In just a couple days, Louisville will square off with the Miami Hurricanes in the final road game of the season with a conference championship game berth on the line. Win and you're in. If Louisville is victorious, they will punch a ticket to Charlotte. We'll talk about players to watch. We'll dive into a weekly mailbag. A lot of good stuff to talk about on today's episode of the show. For me, the main storylines surround the notion that Louisville is trying to accomplish a couple of firsts. First and foremost, I should say, no pun intended, they're trying to make the ACC championship game for the first time since joining the conference. They joined the conference just a little under, uh, what is this, the ninth season in the conference? Uh, they joined uh, for the 2014-15 season. Um, yeah, ninth season. They've never made the conference championship game, thanks to the likes of Florida State and Clemson. Now, with no divisions, uh, we talked about how this really could work out to Louisville's favor, considering that they don't play Clemson. Now, Clemson's not been the greatest this year, but they don't have to play them. They don't have to play Florida State. They don't have to play North Carolina. And it has really been beneficial for this team. They're right there within striking distance. 95% chance that they make the ACC Conference Championship game. Obviously, they can still lose this game and make it to Charlotte um, due to a couple of different scenarios. If you need a little bit more of a breakdown of the scenarios, um, there was an episode a couple of days ago that sort of spells it out a little bit more. It's still kind of confusing, but the main thing is either Louisville winning this weekend or North Carolina losing will punch the Cardinals ticket to Charlotte for the first weekend of December against the Florida State Seminoles. So that's the first first. The second uh, thing that they're trying to accomplish that they never have done before is winning down in Coral Gables. The Cardinals have never gone down to Miami and come out with a victory there. 0-6-1. So they're looking to do something that they haven't done in multiple different situations. Now, you can also sort of toss on the fact that the team really hasn't been that great on the road. But we say that, how many road games has this team really played? I mean, if you want to talk about that game against Georgia Tech being a road game, the game against Indiana being a road game, eh, that's fine. I mean, on paper, they're listed as neutral site games where Lowell was the home team in both. Georgia Tech, there were more Yellow Jackets fans than there were Indiana fans at Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. But on paper, there's three true road games, and only one of those road games was played at the actual um, collegiate stadium. 
and not a professional stadium because you look at the three road games, Pittsburgh and Miami both play at a NFL stadium. So the Cardinals, once again, will be playing um, in an NFL stadium, this time the Miami Dolphins Stadium, Hard Rock Stadium. So it, it really, I mean, do we talk too much about these road woes? Maybe, maybe not. I think that the main thing is there is a drastic level of play when this team is at LNN Stadium versus when they're not. Now, granted, it seems like that's a small sample size, but they didn't play well against Pittsburgh, didn't really play well offensively against NC State, and um, second half was a little rough against Indiana, but they haven't had a road game in over a month since when this upcoming game against Miami will be played. They had the bye week, and then they had three straight home games. So maybe we're blowing it a little bit out of proportion. And if if that's the case, then I take a little bit of the blame because I brought it up for discussion. But I don't think that there's been one road game yet where I look at it and say, yeah, man, Louisville played really good on the road there. Maybe it's sample size. Maybe it's you know that they don't have a lot of road games. But – this team still needs to grow. So that's the main thing at stake here is when and you're in because it allows you to, number one, not have to stress about having other teams have to do your work for you because this is the last ACC game for Global, obviously, with the Kentucky matchup looming next weekend. Most of these teams have more games against ACC opponents. Um, North Carolina has two more games against ACC teams. Um, I'm trying to think who else does. I mean, multiple teams do. So that's something to focus on. But for me, I think the main thing is who cares about what other teams are doing? Just go out and win the damn game. And that's what really should be spelled out for here. Also, what's at stake is continuing that momentum. I think that you could probably make an argument that every game is an opportunity to either regain momentum or extend that momentum for – the Louisville program sitting at 10 in the current football playoff poll. Uh, Missouri jumped the Cardinals in the most recent poll on Tuesday. Personally, for me, I think that this is an opportunity to continually show the nation, hey, look, once again, we're legit. Now, unfortunately, the Cardinals played on primetime last Thursday night against Virginia and had to edge out a victory against the Cavaliers. Virginia is now two and eight. Are they your traditional two and eight team? No, they're not, but their record is two and eight, and that's what people will see. Nobody's going to look deeper into why Virginia is not your traditional two and eight team. It is what it is. So you continue that momentum. And if I say this by, you know, stating that the prerequisite is that you have to win out to even have a chance, you. If put it this way, if you don't win this game, all hopes at a college football playoff poll or a college football playoff appearance, obviously they go out the window. You might not make it in as a one loss team. You're definitely no way in hell making it as a two loss team unless you play in the Southeastern Conference, which you do not. Um, now, granted, just winning out isn't going to be enough, in my opinion. You still need help. You still need help. Look, I, I'm not really worried about Missouri. I think that if Louisville wins the next two games and they go into Charlotte and they beat Florida State, they're going to jump Missouri. There's no way that a one-loss Louisville team that won their conference beat presumably probably an undefeated team in Florida State. There's no way a one-loss conference champion is going to get overpassed by a two-loss SEC team whose best wins on the season are against Tennessee 
Kentucky and Kansas State. It's not going to happen, especially Louisville. You have Notre Dame. You have Duke. You would have Florida State. You would also have Kentucky. And then you would have a Miami team who's – they're, they're pretty decent, I would say. I think Miami is extremely talented. I don't think the record reflects the talent that they have on the team. So, for me, I it's not so much about college football playoff rankings. I'm really not putting too much stock into that right now because I think that that's where you – put yourself into a rough situation because remember 2016 we had these conversations Loba was sitting at nine and one going into a road game that people thought Loba was going to win and they lost the last two regular season games and the bowl game so it doesn't matter what the hell uh the rankings say if you lose your game so the main thing for me is taking things a game at a time and I know how tough it can be it's exciting being in this college football playoff race it really is I'm so glad that we're here but you still have to handle business Miami is not going to be a pushover and if Louisville wins this game by double digits it's going to be more so because Louisville won this game rather than Miami not being good enough so uh, I do want to let you all know before we get into the next segment especially since this is uh one of the final episodes of the week that I will be in Miami this weekend. Um, I won't be returning until Monday evening, late Monday. So um, there will be an episode uh, today, which is Thursday. There will be one on Friday as well, but that will be the final episode until Tuesday. Uh, I'm sorry about the timing on that. I know it's not ideal, but whether Louisville gets an ACC championship berth, whether they lose to Miami, whatever happens, we're going to talk about it on Tuesday. There's going to be a lot of content next week when I get back recapping that game, talking about ACC standings and um, what that looks like in that environment, and also previewing the upcoming Governor's Cup game against Kentucky. So just wanted to give you all a heads up if you're wondering, well, where the hell is Dalton? Well, he's down in Miami. Unfortunately, I can't bring my recording equipment with me. I will have um, – a reaction, probably about a minute reaction posted up on YouTube in the shorts section um, to where you'll kind of get my instant thoughts following the game, uh, but I won't be able to expand on those till Tuesday. So I do apologize for that lack of convenience, but wanted to let you all know so you had a heads up beforehand so you don't get truly caught off guard. But that's in the future. Right now we're previewing this upcoming game against Miami. Miami is very similar to Louisville on paper when it comes to to statistics, when it comes to playing style, etc. Let's talk about the players to watch for the Cardinals. One offensively, one defensively. We will do that here momentarily um, after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, LinkedIn Jobs. Look, these days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain you have access to the best qualified candidates available. Look no further than LinkedIn Jobs. It helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go to your profile, add your job with the purple hashtag hiring frame to spread the word. You get simple tools at your disposal like screening questions that make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills that you are looking for because adding the right team member can go a long way in creating or upholding that positive and measurable impact. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Also want to take this time to tell you about our friends over at Athletic Brewing. I think the game changer 
for the Cardinals this upcoming week against Miami is going to be the turnover margin. But as we've said, the game changer in the non-alcoholic brew game is athletic brewing. It has completely changed that landscape, and they make non-alcoholic beers that actually taste good. It's an extremely versatile drink. They're fit for all times, whether you're watching the big game on Saturday, you're working, you're working out, whatever it may be. It's versatile. You don't get the hangovers either. And there's a ton of versatility in the options available. They brew over 50 styles of craft, non-alcoholic beer, including IPAs, Goldens, Sours, and more. They're great tasting and award-winning, beating out full-strength beers in global competitions. You can find Athletic Brewing Company's non-alcoholic brews at a store near you or buy online at athleticbrewing.com. First-time customers can use the code Locked On to get 15% off of your first online order. That's code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. At checkout for 15% off at athleticbrewing.com. Exclusions and conditions apply. Athletic Brewing Company fit for all times. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube, and subscribe to the first-ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. This matchup is an interesting one for the Louisville Cardinals against the Miami Hurricanes because, like I've said multiple times, I feel like that this is a Miami team that the talent isn't necessarily being reflected by the record that the Hurricanes have. Um, Miami is currently 6-3. and three. Um, now you look at, or I'm sorry, six and four, and you look at that record. One of the losses came on that, uh, very questionable decision to not need the ball against Georgia tech. Uh, they lost to North Carolina. They lost to NC state and they lost a tough one to Florida state. So they've shown that they can beat any team on the schedule, but they've also shown that they can lose to any team on the schedule. They're very close statistically to the Louisville Cardinals in many categories, especially in rushing defense. They like to defend the rush. They like to get after the quarterback. Um, they have a solid rushing attack and they like to spread the ball. Um, now when it comes to who should we be watching for here for the Cardinals? And I haven't done this in a couple of these segments, but I will say for me, it's the quarterback in this one. Jack Plummer is the player to watch for the Louisville offense. I think it's a little lazy. I think it's cliche to say, oh, the quarterback is the player to watch for a certain team. But I think it definitely holds true because I think, like I said, Virginia might have tried to lay out the blueprint on how you can stop this Louisville offense. That's stacking the box and forcing the Cardinals to beat you through the air, which, I mean, they can do. But when you take away their bread and butter, which is running the football and setting the tone on the ground, then I think that making the Cardinals one-dimensional puts them in a vulnerable spot. It won't matter if Jack Plummer is on his game, which for the most part, you know, when the run has been neutralized, he's been good outside of that game against NC State, um, outside of the game against Pittsburgh. And, I mean, the game against Virginia wasn't bad either. Um, you know, there's been a lot of people that have said, Dalton, you take up for Jack Plummer so much. Um, you don't criticize him enough. I don't really understand where that's coming from. I think that... You know, when he has played not so great, we've talked about it. When he's played pretty solid, good, great, 
We've also talked about it. There's no hidden agenda here that you know we've been discussing on this show. Um, I think that Plummer has the tools to be able to lead a little bit of victory. I mean, look, I'm not really going to sit here and complain when the Cardinals are 9-1 and one on the season. Is this really what we're devoting our time to is sitting here, um, you know, micromanaging the the word choice I've been using for Jack Plummer's performances? I mean, has he been perfect all season? No. Has there been times to where I think that he has hurt drives and cost a little some points? Yeah. Yeah, there has been. Do I think that there's times where he's been pretty solid? Yeah, of course. He's top five in passing yards. He's got to limit the turnovers. There's been decisions that have really hurt the Cardinals. There's been hesitancy to make reads. I think this game, he needs to have a big time game because number one, this is a top 10 rushing defense from the Miami Hurricanes. Now you can say, well, Dalton, Louisville's going up against multiple top 10 rushing defenses this year. Duke, Virginia Tech, and Notre Dame. Very true. But just because they have um, gotten their way against those three teams doesn't mean it's going to happen against Miami, especially with how good Miami's pass rush is, uh, led by Leonard Taylor, Ruben Bain, which is a familiar name for Louisville fans as well. Um, I, I mean, I think that if Plummer is firing on all cylinders, if he's extending drives, he's getting rid of the football, not taking sacks, um, being confident in his decisions, pushing the ball downfield, and doing it with accuracy and efficiency, I think that Louisville's going to be in a very good spot whether they run the football well or not. So that's the offensive player to watch for for me. Defensively, the, the name of the game has been balance for this team in terms of uh, where the plays have been made. For me, um, I'm going to go to the secondary here. And really, the players to watch for for me – is the entire secondary for the Cardinals. You could go with a couple different players. Jarvis Brownlee, unlikely to play, according to head coach Jeff Brom in his weekly press conference. Miami, offensively, when you sort of get a pulse, you want to understand more about Miami, go listen to Locked On Canes. Alex Dono is a fantastic host, one of the best that Locked On has um, on staff. Um, you know, A lot of people believe that it's the play calling for the Hurricanes. Now, whether it's going to be uh, Tyler Van Dyke or whether it's going to be, um, I forget the other quarterback's name. It'll come to me here shortly. Uh, but whoever the quarterback is, uh, they're likely going to be throwing the football. So this is a situation to where, um, you know, they have multiple guys in this offense that can make plays happen. Um, I, it's going to drive me nuts not knowing the name. Uh, Jacuri Brown. Um, he is a sophomore from Valdosta, Georgia, went to the same high school that, um, TJ Quinn went to, uh, in Valdosta. Uh, he could be a possible option. I'm not truly sold that Tyler is going to start. Then again, it might just be me overthinking it, but regardless, Van Dyke likes to throw the football. Miami's going to be getting a little bit more, uh, healthy in terms of the running back room. They're still going to try to commit to the run, but I could see this being a game to where Miami's going to try to go for the home run ball, try to take the top off of this defense, and they've got the players to do it. Uh, they have a very, uh, they have a couple of very solid and electric receivers. Uh, Jacoby George is their top receiver. This is his third year with the program. You have Tyler Van Dyke's roommate, uh, Xavier Restrepo, who is over 600 yards, and then Colby Young as well. And all three of those guys have over or at least four receiving touchdowns this year. So for me, it's the whole Louisville secondary. Because the pass rush, whether it gets home or not, I want to see the Louisville secondary prevent big plays. 
um, you know, tackle well, not miss tackles, and defend well, especially in the back half of the defense. Talking about Storm Duck, Quincy Riley, um, Cam Kelly, Josh Minkins, and Devin Neal, along with others. So for me, the players to watch for the Louisville secondary for me, but Jack Plummer, the offensive player to watch for the Louisville Cardinals. So let's take a little bit of a step in a different direction. We haven't had a weekly mailbag segment. There's been a couple questions that I want to personally answer. We're going to do that um, here momentarily after we talk about our friends over at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. Easy and exciting way to play DFS. It's literally you versus the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including professionals and sharks, you pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. It's basketball season here, and you can pick combo projections, which allows you to combine football and basketball so you can go the over under on LeBron James and Travis Kelsey in the same um, group. Three points made and receptions can be uh, one bet. And if you want to play alongside some of Price Picks' favorite players like Meek Mill or Andrew Schultz, you can now find community plays under the promos tab of the app to view the entries from some of the biggest names in the Price Picks community. Um, do yourself a favor, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college using the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks.com slash locked on college while using the code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Okay, final segment of the show dedicated to the weekly mailbag. I uh, wanted to do it a little bit earlier in the week, but there was just a lot of stuff to talk about, um, a lot of storylines to discuss. It's a fantastic time. Uh, for the global football program. So wanted to answer a couple of questions. First question, um, Devin has asked a lot about the global volleyball team. What are my thoughts on this year's team, uh, et cetera? You know, this is another title contender for Danny Bosom, Kelly and company. Um, great players all across the board. Now, granted, they've lost a couple of matches that they probably shouldn't have. And a lot of these matches have been on the road, though a lot of these, they've only lost three matches, two were on the road, one was at home against Stanford, and they lost that in five sets after having a two-set lead at the beginning. They lost to, I believe it was NC State, in which the defense just wasn't there. Same thing with Georgia Tech. It's a title-contending team. I would like to see them finish the regular season out strong with victories over uh, Pittsburgh and Georgia Tech so they can win the ACC and secure, more importantly, secure a hosting site and a number one seed for the tournament. But my thoughts are that this is a title contending team and I expect this team to get back to the final four. Moving on along basketball. Um, I will preface this question by saying that by the time this question, by the time you all hear this question, the game against Coppin state will have already been answered or yeah, the, or the game will have already happened. Um, if, Louisville loses to Coppin State. What happens to Kenny Payne? Look, I'll just be honest. Coppin State is one of the worst teams in Division One. If you lose to Coppin State, I I I really won't have words. I'm not sure um, if things can be salvageable at that point. You know, being one and two and, and losing in the fashion in which you did. But I'm not the ones making the decision. Um, it's would be probably one of, if not the worst loss in program history. And I don't say that lightly. 
um, because Virginia Tech just beat Coppin State by over 50 points, and they've got blown out every single game. So I won't answer any anything else on that. I mean, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. Defensively, or defensively, I'm sorry, football moving to the defensive side of the ball. TJ Capers hasn't gotten a lot of run. Do you think that this is more of an indication of him not being ready or just the other players in the linebacking core stepping up. Probably a little bit of both. You have to understand TJ came into the program reclassified and was hurt, so didn't get a lot of the reps early on or late in summer ball. Um, this was always seeming to be a redshirt year to where he might got a couple of opportunities on special teams, but I'm fine with him rehabbing, getting back fully healthy, and um, – getting to a spot to where he's ready to contribute next year. I'm not really worried about it because guys like TJ Quinn, Jalen Alderman, Jackson Hamilton, multiple linebackers in this room have been really, really good. This is not an indication of uh, TJ not being good enough. Let's not say that. This is more so a reflection of how good a couple of these players have stepped up in the linebacker room and played well. So I, I'm excited for Capers here at Louisville, and I like that he got – uh, the final year of his high school career, he reclassified, redshirted, gets in the strength and conditioning program, learns the defense, and is ready to go in 2024. The final question of the mailbag um, is another football question. Do you think that Louisville goes after a transfer portal quarterback? And if so, is it for backup purposes or for the starting job? I think it's probably for the starting job, to be truthfully honest. Um, I'm not sure if Pierce Clarkson, Brady Allen, Harrison Bailey, um, or Deuce Adams will be ready to be the starter for Louisville's offense to get them to where they want to be in 2024. I think it's good to give Clarkson and Allen another year to learn, and um, Harrison Bailey as well. Deuce Adams will likely redshirt. I think you're going after a starter in the portal. I think that this is a very attractive opportunity for – guys that are looking to transfer to a program with playoff aspirations, playing time early on, and in an exciting scheme that really highlights um, your potential for NFL scouts. So for me, I, I don't necessarily think that they're going to go to the portal for a backup. They've got multiple guys in this room that are extremely talented that can be backup level guys. So if you're going to go to the portal at all for a quarterback, it's not going to be for a backup because you have that depth. It's going to go be for a starter, a veteran guy that can come in and win right away. So that's going to wrap up this Thursday edition of the Locked On Global Podcast. Everyone have a great day to find the show on all streaming services. Be sure to stay tuned to this graphic. The Locked On Global Podcast, once again, free and available wherever you get your podcasts.